Learn Dafka, begin this topic on the week of Tiferet, on the day of Chesed Shabbat Tiferet. And I hope we have a lot of Seat Dishmai and a lot of Simcha from the learning that we're doing right now. A lot of Bracha from it. You all know the phrase, Lotov Adam Eyot Levado, that it's, you know, it's not good for a person to be alone. This is the way that the creation came out into being. It's as if like the first thing that man is told is that when we're told not, you know, not being alone is not good, it's almost like a commandment, like, what are you going to do about it? So, Adam Arishan had a teretz. He couldn't do anything. He tried doing something about it, and he saw nothing was working, right? Without getting into all the midrashim over there. But ever since then, when Hashem Yisbarach tells us someone, lo tov adam hiyot levado, so it's almost like we don't have any teretzim. We have to, it's a big avodal on man. And it's not just on man versus woman, it's on humans, it's on humanity. Lotov Adam, the person itself, Lotov Adam Heyot Levado. Now usually we understand the context of that, of that commandment, of that inyan, only in regards to marriage. Lotov Adam Heyot Levado, that's like the typical marriage board, right? But it's something so much deeper than that, which we're going to be starting, we're going to be seeing see inside. And it's a fresh, fresh outlook. It's a, just a beautiful way of looking at something that we think about all the time, but just not through this lens. So I'm very excited about it. Amurba Gemara. It says in the Gemara in Baba Basra, Amaraba There's another phrase that sounds very similar. So what is it, what does he say about you, Asti? Is it by, is it like me? Hmm. So one second. Let me see if I have two different places. One second. Let me just see for one second what it's, how it says it over here. By us, it's Amru Bagmara. By me, by me, by us, by me, it's Amru Bagmara. So you know what he must have done? Okay, this is Mamish going to be only me. Um, here, Chet, Ot Chet. If you can, to look at Ot Chet. One second. So sorry about this. Yeah, from, from Otchet in, I guess it's on, on this page, it, this one is Daf Nun Zayn. Okay, you see that now? Okay, but we'll, and by, by next week we'll have it more Mesudar inside. Now there's another statement that seems very similar to this, that's called Ochevruta, O, does anyone know? Mituta, which means that life without having a Chevruta, now in the yeshiva they really harp on this very strong. They make you feel really guilty if you didn't find a good chavruta. If you like into learning alone, it's basically equated to choosing death. <laughs> o chavruta, you've heard this before. O chavruta, o mituta. Like if you haven't really done the avodah of finding someone to learn with, to study with, it's as if you said, it's as if you brought death into your own life. Now, we're not going there. This is bichlanat the kivun of, of how we're going to be learning it out. But what does it mean? What is the Gemara telling us when it speaks about that? When a person looks at life and what it could be, it's almost like it's, all, it's so much in our face, this Indian of if I don't have a proper chevre or if I don't have one chaver to learn with, well, chevruta for life, to experience life with, 
it's considered death. What, what, why is it such a strong language? O chevruta o mituta. You know, I, I remember, uh, one of the first things I remember learning about the Lubavitcher Rebbe is that he always learned alone. In all the biographies. Yeah, he, he had gedolim, like he was tested by them, but he didn't have chevrusas. He, he learned alone. So, well, so Lubavitcher Rebbe chose chas v'shalom, death. God forbid. So it's got to mean more than whatever it means on the surface. V'sibat advarim hen mipnei hatzorech hanafshi shel ha'adam shelo yeh bodeid. There is a soul need that a person should not walk the streets of this world alone, not to be alone. You have to have someone to share your life with. You have to have friends to share your life with. Or at least one person to share your life with. So therefore, quite often, this is only used in terms of marriage. You have to share your life with someone, so obviously that's what it means over there. But we all know that it's, it's beautiful to say my wife, my husband is my best friend. It's not what we're talking about over here. There's also another form of friendship that's different than the shootfoot between man and woman. It's mamash something on a, on, a soul cash, on, a, on a soul connection, something very, very deep. Man, woman, we need a tzevet. We need a team. Now, tzevet can be two people, right? You need a team. You need you and another person to go through the experience of your life. Even if it's only you that's going through the experience of your life, when you share that with someone, somehow your personal experience has a, has a, has a much more... Pnimi atmosphere to it. It's in a weird way, like you're doing something outside to explain and understand your insights. Olam, ulam, lorak ze atzorech lechaver. Ikar atzorech, umatsav shel ishet reeu yazoru, ulachiv yomar chazak. Adam kashelo lit moded im kol nisyonot achaim levad. Achaim meliim benisyonot ukshaim, hen kshaim begashmiot, hen kshaim beruchniot. We know that our lives are filled with tests, trials, and tribulation, both materialistic ones and both spiritual ones. Now we need so much koach to get through the tests that we go through in life. We, need, we constantly need to fill our battery, charge our battery constantly, all the time, just to get through the nisyonot of what life itself puts in front of us. Anyone that tries to do this alone, that burden is way too heavy. This is no, there's no chidushim so far, it's just stating the obvious, I think. When a person has a partner that heightens their spirit, and that keeps them strong to not freak out from how crazy life can be. Only then you could hold on tight. And if you think about it, to really get through life without a really good friend, it's just, it's possible, but you feel, you feel so much older, heavier. You feel just the experience of life 
is very bitter, can be very, very bitter. Even if you get through it, even if you get through it, just the experience of like how many, how many days do we actually have in this world? The experience of going through life is much, is much more difficult. <clears throat> Why is this such a hard commandment? Like, okay, let's say we now we understand. Life is crazy. You got to find yourself a life chavruta, a real life chavruta. So here the tzaddik is saying, but this is still very hard. Why is it so hard? Because truthfully, it really is difficult to find a real friend. A person, I would say right now, a person that simply chops you, for lack of a better term. A person that gets you. Someone you don't have to explain when you're going through something, all the different things that it's, that it's a triggering, but just someone that, someone that actually can even read your face, literally. Like, you see, you see them after three days, or, you, or, that, or that hello, or even they could somehow detect your matzav ruach through an emoji, or through a text. It's like that person that just, oh, okay. That's a, so that's where they're at, mashukaze. To find some, a one person like that, meot kasheh, not simple at all. And even more as difficult as a trust as a, as a uh, trustworthy friendship. A friend that can not just chop me, but stick with me through whatever shlav in life I'm going through, through whatever flip out I may be currently going through, and it doesn't shake them away from who I am. I'm saying, God forbid, if, it, if it's a negative influence on your home, there's no Indian to stay, uh, you know, such a close friend to that person, but if they're just doing their thing, and they're going through their thing, and with musicians, I see this all the time, I mean, it's, it's so funny how in certain studios, a lot of the producers like to put up pictures of artists they've worked with. This is a, it's an Indian. Like, you know, records on the wall, or also pictures of people in the studio booth. To see, like, you know, over the years, oh, this is my portfolio. This is my, you know, look at my thing. You go through some of these studios in Yerushalayim, obviously musicians, mashuganas, right? So everyone's always going through something else. It is so rare to see anyone that looks the same in different shlavim in life. This guy has long beard, then he has one payas, no payas, half a payas. Everyone keeps on going through different shlavim. So, so to find a friend that can just gel with you and, and be there regardless of what all the different tahapuchot the craziness of life is a very, very a tremendous privilege and that's what he's speaking about this type of friendship this type of this type of a enzot la'adam and if a person doesn't have this amru chazal o mituta what we just described is, a, is an amazing level. I don't know how many people actually have that in their life. Maybe you had it at certain times in life. Maybe you didn't. But to have like that one person that could actually... Don't, and, and don't say right now, oh, I have five people like that. The Seder, it's... The, the Mashiach would be here. If someone has five people, like the way he's speaking about, it would usher in the Messianic era without a doubt. Because really it boils down to probably one... One and a half people that you could actually say like this, but Chazal is what he's saying is when you don't have even that one person, it's almost that your experience of going through life is 
mituta. Now, I just said in the beginning of Shir, we're here to mechazek ourselves, yizchatshus, this is going to be all new, fresh, and now we're, we're hitting this ball of saying, maybe some of you are thinking, oh my God, have I been dead most of my life? Because I don't really know if I have, I have a lot of good friends, but that one friend that could read my, my emoji language, you know, that on that pnimi, pnimi level that gets me in such a deep place, do I have that one friend? What should a person like that do? person like that is supposed to live their whole life in this, in this angle of mituta. By the way, am I still with you in the text? You can't live like this. You can't live like this. You know, I was, it's interesting. Yesterday, I, I felt an aspect of this. Um, it was a very special thing. I thought about it uh, when you walked inside right now, Ruth, about this level of friendship we're talking about. We, there was a bar mitzvah. There was, there was so many bar mitzvahs yesterday in Efrat, by the way. I was invited to like four bar mitzvahs. And you were at a... Huh? My son had four bar mitzvahs. You had four bar mitzvahs? Three. You, right. I missed one out of... The, whatever. And you were at a bar mitzvah with a nephew. We're a lot of, lot of samchas. So right after the bar mitzvah we had in our shul, I zoomed to my childhood best friend's son's bar mitzvah. My, literally, my, my childhood best friend is someone who I'm very close to till today. Uh, and he lives here in Efrat, Eli Farkas, his son. Where we, we were best friends, not like acquaintances. We literally were best friends at the age of three um, in Los Angeles. And we stayed very close over the years. We played music together for many, many years. And it was his son's bar mitzvah yesterday. And when I was walking home with Bina from the Kiddush, back home, I, I was, she said, she basically pointed out that, uh, you know, wow, it's like, it's such a, what a bond this is. And I also was feeling so, I don't know, safe. I don't know the right, like, like that's the best word I can find. So safe and secure with, with that relationship with, that I have with him. And I, and I feel like when he's th- saying over here, like, I was, I was discussing with being in a relationship with him, it's like, no matter what any, either of us are going through, it's almost like, I'm not nervous that one day one of us is going to say, okay, this is too much, I can't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> like, now, it's not maybe the deepest relationship. I don't learn Kisve Arizal with him on Thursday nights either. But in terms of like somewhere in the nefesh, there's the safe, safe place. And I think that's a good word to add in to everything you put up into now. That when it says, O Chevruta, that means that place of security and safety that you can have with someone that you know that even if you reveal to them some very dark secret, it probably won't change anything in the bigger picture of your relationship. In fact, it could probably only deepen it. Now, again, so he's saying over here, to find that in this world is Gan Eden. Now, go back to the Chazal. And if you don't find that in this world, then what do you have? That's a very heavy place to be in. What should a person that does not have that, how does he live his life? How, are they, how, how do you approach living in this world? So we've already spoken about anything, anything that we've written in this Sefer, that we've spoken about, that a person needs in this world, and you don't have it, you daven for it. Push it. 
And even if it seems like your tefillah was not accepted, it was accepted, it just didn't come down in your time zone. Remember your watch versus God's watch. Different, different time zones. And eventually, you will definitely see the fruits of your perot, of your, of your, the, the fruits of your davening. Ulam, however, what about until I see it? Ulam, but until I found that soul brother, that soul sister, that safe, safe place. I mean, and the interesting is, is thing is, I know that as we get older, we always have this, this is like tzlil of saying, you know, you don't really need any friends like you used to need when you were younger. Some people will even say, you just have your family and, and that's enough. And we're saying tzlicha. There's an inyan. It doesn't matter what age you're in. This is something that always needs to be. But so until you've found that, what should you do about your state of living? Okay. Do you remember, what's, the, what's the topic of this cheer? What's the title of this cheer? Avat Hashem. My friend David Sachs, who Bezrat Hashem will be coming here in a few weeks because his son is getting married and we're getting him for a night in the shul and I'm going to force each of you to come and listen to him. I won't have to force, but for anyone that's you know, not sure, I'll force a little bit. Um, he had this series of shirim called Making God Your Best Friend, and I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand that lush on. I'm like, what do you mean? Stop it. Stop with all this cute, neo-Hasidic title. Enough already. God is God. People are people. Friendships are friendships. Maspikval. Stop. Right? And then I come back to like this straight guy, the Bilvavi Mishkan Evne, and he's saying the same exact thing. Not only is he saying the same exact thing, he's saying, do you even understand what it means when you say, and it's not in the context of making God your best friend? Now we're trying to fill in a gap. What's the gap we're trying to fill in? From the moment that I know that I need a friend like this until I find a friend like this, I have to fill in a gap. And what's that gap? I'm going to make God my best friend. But can you imagine a situation that once you found that soul friend, you then turn to... <laughs> okay, I'm good. Thank you. It, w- it was great. <laughs> I'm going to move on right now because I, I, I so obviously know, right? Look how he develops this. I, I find this to be so much like laughing at myself, <laughs> a younger me, and also accepting that this is something so pnimi. I just want to make sure that we're still good with the texts. Hachuvala yeah, kach, yeah. And Esti, by you also? No, I can't find it. Oh, it's not inside there. I'm so sorry. Okay. Hachuvala kach. Okay, okay, so Oti Yud. Okay, okay. Hachuvala kach. I'm sorry, again, for those that came late, my printer, not, not my printer, the cartilage, but shoot, I thought I had it, whatever. Bezrat Hashem by next time. So the answer is very, very uh, much a secret to those that aren't in the inn. And it's very simple to those that are in the inn, those that do know. That the master of the world is the greatest teammate that can ever be for a person. This does not mean, okay, I'm making God my best friend, and now I don't, need, I don't have a need for friendships. But really, 
Yedid nefesh av harachman. That's how we start Shabbos. Yedid nefesh av harachman. Re'acha v're'avicha al ta'azov, the Torah tells us. Your friend and your father's friend, you shouldn't leave. Rashi tells us, Perish Rashi, Shere'a avicha hu HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When it says you don't leave your father's friend, this is so deep. You can't neglect, you can't leave your Abba's friend. So I, whenever I learned that in the past, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about all these guys that sit next to my father in shul, and you know, I'm like, well, the Gemara is telling I can't, I can't, I, think I like him, but I'm not like, I'm not going to call him for Sheshbesh on, on Friday afternoons in Ranana or something, I'm not going to, when it came, when push came to shove, your father also had a best friend. Rea Vicha Rashi says, "Who a Kadosh Baruch Hu? Lama zesod gadol? Why is it such a great secret? Kinirelo la Adam she Kadosh Baruch Hu melech gadol she Iiv shalit karev elav. Because and I remember he's talking quite often here to the yeshiva bacher that only knows how to relate to a god like a big king that cannot that cannot be approached. It's not approachable. Melech Ram benisa she En liish chibur yedidoti imo." to this high and exalted king that no one has a friendly connection with, a king that's up there in the sky, reaching that area, that place has no shaykhs to me. So if I can't reach God, how could I be a friend with him? How can I be a friend to, to, a, to an entity that I can't even reach. And this is the question I'm sure many of you are asking. How do you become friends with something that can't be seen? How do you have a friend that you can't see? Although each of us had that when we were little kids, right? Yeah. Our best friends, our best friends were like, you know, definitely invisible entities, right? Only when we get older, oh, that was just when we were kids. Then it's, apitom. Machshavot elu hem machshavot shekimat kol adam shenoladu midbager choshev kach. These thoughts that he's bringing right now to the table is basically anyone that's, that grows up starts to think at a certain point in their life. Ela im ken mishu gilalo shemachshavot elu hem ta'ut nora'a b'chaim hu ta'ut shemeabedet me'adam et kot tachlito b'chaim. Let's say that last line again. When someone tells you, you're right, these thoughts are legit, you can't be friends with something invisible, with an invisible entity. He says here, this is a mistake that causes you to lose your purpose in life. Let's go back a million times over in this Sefer. What's a person's purpose in life? One word. Dvekut, dvekut. So you lose the purpose in life, which is dvekut, when you come to a conclusion that it's impossible to be close to an entity that's invisible. So my shayla is, why do any of you ever, if that's the situation, if that's what someone feels, how does anyone ever approach a sidur? You feel close to ink? Do you feel close to ink? Do you feel close... Mechila, do you feel close to Koran? Like, is that the whole, I just feel so close to the Koran publishing house, and I just... It feels like, it feels like yeah, you have, yeah, you have a little bit of an excuse. 
because <laughs> your Abba is Koran. But mo- those of you that didn't, that your father isn't Koran or art scroll or whatever, right? What's the, what's, the, what's the closeness you're actually feeling? He says over here, when you come to someone and say, this whole thing of making God your best friend and all that is such stuyot, it's a neo-Hasidic stuyot thingy in life, then what you're really doing to that person is that you're causing them to lose the purpose of life. You're minimizing, you're making their bonus very, very tiny, yeah, definitely. You're making yourself even smaller, nachon. Because we have nothing. We have a Sefer Torah, that's really the only kadosh thing we have that's tangible. Nachon. התכלית של האדם זה להיות קרוב לקדוש ברוך הוא קרוב מאוד, להיות ידיד השם. The purpose of a person in this world is actually to be close, like we said before, דבקות, קרוב מאוד, להיות ידיד השם, להרגיש, okay, this is a beautiful, beautiful phrase, להרגיש את האהבות שבו. The purpose of, of our purpose in this world is to sense tatiness, <laughs> Tatiness. A tati is such a gentle term when it comes to, you know, a father. To find the father, the father figure in my relationship with the Ribbono Shalom. If you need, go for the mother figure. It doesn't matter. The parental figure. The, the, the safe place. The safe place. There's a song. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but it's just malasot. It's the world we live in. There's a song by an incredible singer. What's her name? She's, I think she's Canadian. Very high. She can have like this very high voice. She's Canadian? I thought she's French. Huh? She's Canadian? No, maybe she's not Canadian. It's about a father. No, I'm saying it's about a father. Um, um, no, Sarah. It's a song, with the, I, I read the lyrics, I couldn't believe it fell off my chair. I, was, I learned the lyrics with a friend of mine a few weeks ago about if you were here, something about maybe she lost her father, I don't know exactly, but the, the theme of the song was what she misses so much about her Ava is how safe she felt in his presence. And I'll find the, I'll find, I'll find the, um, I'll never say it's in a menchie or I'll, get, I'll send you the link. <laughs> but I'll, I'll send the link. It is such a deep and profound uh, uh, story that she gives over there. And I'm, I'm thinking about it over here because Le'argisheta Avahut. Le'argisheta Abahut. What a beautiful concept. Like the Tachlit is like Le'argisheta Avahut of God, the fatherly figure behind this word God. To feel his love to me. You and I are going to do a teal together in Gan Eden. Hashem hu yedid lechol davar. En yedid kmoto ba'olam. Af yedid lo yachol yot karov la'adam kmo yadid azah kadosh baruchu. No friend can be as close to a man like this friend, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now he says, If you never tasted this, You think this is funny. Or you think it's shtuyot. You think it's, come on. You call this a shir? You're talking about God being your friend? These are things that sound very nice, but that have no 
possibility of ever coming into fruition in a tangible way in the in a world in olam in, 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 in this world. Anyone that talks like this to the behold and the eye of the person that's critiquing from the outside, so he says, "Ah, you're you're tripping again." Dimionos, dimionot, just imagination. He's certain that God is not something that can be felt. He's certain that God is not something that can be felt. Now, I know that in our circles, that's a very given thing. Like, the whole thing is like, of course, God can be felt. But we still realize that, like we said yesterday in Shabbos afternoon, she about thinking that Eretz Yisrael is really a Geula Dekha process. There's still hundreds of thousands of Yidin that are Yirei Shamayim and that are learning Torah and they and keep Torah and mitzvahs perfectly, right? That really do believe God is not someone or something that you can feel. You, you know that, right? You're, you're, under, you're, you're aware that the whole world is not like this room, right? <laughs> I'm waiting for all of you to say yet, but I guess I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's very pompous of us to say yet, right? But He's saying over here something very simple. There are people that are certain that God is not something that can be felt. Oi, oi. Kama rachmanut im yesh adam ba'olam shechoshev kach. Rachman is on a person that actually feels like this. Hu ma'abed la'atzmo ta yedid achi tov shechol yot ba'olam. He loses the best possible friend that he could have. Zoi yedidut nifla'a. Zoi yedidut nora'a. Zoi yedidut kol kach amuka she'en la'ach vareha. The friendship that one can have with God is, some, is the deepest thing in this world. It is a friendship that doesn't have anything similar to it in this world. Adam shechash et baruch belibo. A person that senses God in their heart, hu atuf kulo me'ahava, hu atuf kulo ahava me'ashem. He's wrapped in this safety net of love. That Hashem has for this person. God is not just that entity that I acquaint myself with when I walk into a synagogue. It's almost like a chilul Hashem to live a life like that. Like, yeah, exactly, chilul means, right? So usually it means desecration, right? But chalal means empty. So that means if I just reserve my God time for, for, for a sitter, I'm making the, I'm making Back to what you were saying, Zahava, I'm making the Rebona Shleilam so tiny, and I'm creating a vacuum <coughs> and an empty space in all the places where this friendship can play such a role in my life. I'm saying, no, it's just for this moment in Shul. Yeah. So I'm trying to conceptualize this, like, in reality. Um, so, like, for example, uh, I needed a sponge to wash all the dishes that I decided to use, especially for Pesach, because I had hundreds of dishes. I didn't have any more, it was dirty, or whatever. So I opened the cabinet and I found a Shabbos sponge that I could use. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. Like, Hashem is my best friend. And he gave me a Shabbos sponge. Is that like an example? And I'm looking for a friend who knows you're looking for a sponge mm-hmm. and gives you a sponge? It could, be, like, it could be, but there's, there, it could be, but I want to medayek something. It could be. The thing is, is that we only limit our understanding of the friendship when I need something. It's not a real friend either. 
Same thing with our friends and the same thing with the Ribbono Shalom. So I can't limit it to just when I, oh my God, I needed something and it was there. That's also true. But it's not the definitive Because they give moment. you what you, exactly, they know what you need, they give you what you need, but then... I you know what? Sometimes a friend can't give me what I need, but you know, you know what they give me? What? Companionship. Yeah, and the share. It's love. A friend it's can't... Huh? It's love. It's You're love. Friends love you no matter what, and the share no matter what. This... No, but Jenny, I want to... Jenny, I want to go back to what you brought up, to the beginning over here. This is very important. I think it's a very important yesod, and it's good, it's good you're bringing this up. When we're talking about o chevruta, o mituta, the type of friend we're speaking about, when you're talking about the type of friend we're speaking about, that, that we need for the sake of our, to really be alive in this world, it's not about a friend that delivers the goods. Those are disposables. But not just what you need, whether it's what you, like, like it could be companionship. It's not a, necessarily a sponge. It's just that they meet you where you're at. But they know what you need because you've been sharing with them. You're sharing the, the, the mundanity of, of life. You're sharing what, what you're experiencing, what you're looking for, what, what, what you're struggling with. How does, a, how does a friend know what it is that you need? It's not magic. It's because I'm, I'm engaged in tefillah, I'm engaged in conversation, I'm engaged in becoming aware of myself and my thoughts and my needs, and, and, and I'm sharing that with a person that I feel safe to be vulnerable with. Right, so you're, you don't do that part. I understand, like, the... There's one main difference here with what Ariel is saying, is that God already knows what you need, even if you don't share. The difference is, is that you'll only sense the companionship if you share. Right. Hashem knows exactly what you're looking for, you're not looking for, but your, your chavaya, of going through, your experience of going through this world on a friendship level with God will only come when you share like you would with a friend. So again, we are not having any excuses for a no, he's supposed to do this experience in this world. And Malasot, he'll keep on drilling this back to us any way we go. Any way we go. It's like I convinced, convinced. I sat with someone last week and they said to me, um, you know, I just, I, I'm not sure about my whole relationship with God right now. I said, why don't you tell that to God? He's like, what do you mean, like, t- like talk to God? Like, yeah, he's like, no, I'm not on the level. I'm like, what are you talking about? I see you in shul, Shachar's Milcha Marv. Right? So the person said, no, but that's, that's davening. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, so let, let's start right now, right? That's using I, someone else's words instead of your own. He goes to shul three times a day, and he doesn't understand that he can have a conversation with Hashem. Yeah, yes. most guys don't. <laughs> I think most. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> right. We don't. We don't have shachar yet. Every, every day. But I. But so. So what's the what happened? I said to him, "Listen to me. You're giving me, not God. You're giving me 15 minutes a day talking to Hashem. What are you talking about? I'm like, listen. Tell him how much you don't believe in him. But but say, but talk about it, right? But isn't that a stira mineubeim? It's like a yeshivish term of saying, isn't that self-contradictory? It's like, yeah, but God can handle it. If God is God, he can handle even self-contradictions, right? The person writes me, I said, and this was Thursday, I said, I want you to, before Shabbos, send me a text, that, and I don't tell anyone to send me texts about anything. I'm actually telling you, I actually beg people not to send me a text, but I'm telling you, I want to hear from you that you did it, Right? 
So he writes to me right before Shabbos. He's like, okay, I, I showed up for my first 15-minute uh, checkup. Um, but unfortunately, God wasn't available then. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, uh, it just means that I have to kind of like explain a little bit deeper about the expectation that's supposed to happen during Yid Bodedud. But, but uh, this, it's very good what happened before. Jenny, you, the, you understand the companionship, right? A friend, if I have a friend that always <laughs> brings me what I need, then it's funny. There's a guy in Rev Weinberger's shul who actually, he, he bought a place by us now and he has a place, he's very connected to our community. He's actually my brother-in-law's uncle, Tanya's husband. Yehuda is uncle. His name is Moish Cederbaum. And he lives in Woodmere, but he has a place um, right next, like right close to the shul. He'll be coming more, hopefully, Bezrat Hashem. When I first met him, I, I saw that like, He's always, whenever Ruff Weinberger needs something or like a pen or something, or he always pops up with like a pen. Now they are good friends, but that relationship, Ruff Weinberger said to me once, I feel like he's my proctor. Now, remember, Ma- did anyone here see Mash? Was that his name, Proctor? The guy that Radar. The guy that showed up every second with like whatever, uh, <laughs> that's not the level of friendship we're talking about. It's something we think we want in a friend. And it's not. And you know what? It's something we think we want in, from God, but that's also not, because that doesn't necessarily bring closeness. It brings a fulfillment of needs, but the illusion we're working so hard to break through is that even if God granted me all the things I wanted in this world, it probably wouldn't change anything about my sense of closeness to God. The illusion is, is that it would. It's a sheker. It's a second. Now, a friendship, also like that, if I want a friend that will always give me whatever it is that I'm looking for, it's not a friend that I have. It's a very established servant. But it's not a friendship, a companionship, a safety net, which is what the soul is really looking for in this world. So therefore, I agree that you'll only sense the closeness if it's shared what it is that you're going through. Beseda, I want to continue. Where, I don't know where it is by you, I'm just going to continue reading from where I am. A person like this walks with God wherever they are. You actually sense that God is with you. Kind of like people feel about their parent, or their loved one, once they're not in the world anymore. They get a sense of that they're with them all the time. You, could, you, know, you can't see anything. Don't tell me what I can see or what I can't see. I know what I feel. I get this sense. Adam chayav lavin. A person must understand that as long as you haven't felt this in this world, this is startling. That as long as that's something that you don't feel with God in this world, I, it's hard for me to even say this, but it's almost like a... a I'm, I'm so nervous to say this because I think it, it may be misunderstood. So if it's misunderstood, tell me, okay? He's saying that as long as a person never felt this sense of chevruta with God, chevruta with God, then what they have with God is more a mituta relationship. Okay, is that, is that hard for anybody? I don't know what mituta is. Met. Yeah. Okay. Do you say that the same 
So that's what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> that's what I was trying so hard to not say. Okay, that's better. That's better. That's such a lashon of Torah to use it more lashon and nekiah. It's not a living relationship. It sounds so judgmental, right? I, mean, I didn't say it. He did. Not a lie. Oh, chevruta o mituta. I mean, he's saying as long as you never tasted a chevruta. But again, we know what it isn't. But he's saying as long as you never tasted chevruta relationship with Hashem, yedidut, companionship, always there, safety net, all this stuff that he's talking about, the sense of an abba, ima. He's saying then really what you've had, you have a relationship with God. It's just not a living one. You believe in a God. You do believe in God. You believe in God. We're not saying you don't believe in God. But he, he's saying, I'm not saying, that. I would never say such a thing. Just saying what he, I'm just trying to give over what he's saying. Mituta ba'olam hazeh. What your experience is mituta in this world. You could say that. Sorry? You said at the beginning it's like a recharging batteries. So you could also use that metaphor. Like yeah. Batteries Battery. can like run out unless you're... Right, but he's saying, he's saying the battery was never charged. It never plugged in. <laughs> never plugged in. Meaning never once. In, he's saying like never, if you've never felt that once in your life. Yeah. Or you can yeah. say that he's... I want everyone to hold on to everything they want to say and I want to read it again inside. Adam chayav lehavin shekol zman shelo that as long as, no, as someone has not merited to, to feel this, you could call it stagnant, we could call it not alive, but mituta means mituta. We could say also the mashal of the batteries, but it's still, it is what it is. I just, I, I just, just to make it like a little bit less painful, maybe, um, it could be that he's also saying that we have to implant this idea into our heads. Like people feel it, they just don't realize that they feel it. Right? Could Meaning, be. It could be. If you think back, right? If, ever, if all of us think back, we've all had moments. Everyone, no, but sometimes we don't recognize them as this. As, 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 a, as a chevruta right. moment with God. So then, That's a healthy way. Right? Yeah, I like that. I would say that what's scary when you say it's mituta, you'd say, okay, death is. You can't really right, you can't fix it, it. right. You can't right, fix right. That's the implication. So that's like, oh my God, that's it. We're, that's no, it. Right. The rest of our lives is dead. But that's not, that's not. Like <coughs> no, 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 no. That's, so that's why, why it's yeah. scary. That's why it's scary. Right. Right. No, no, no. I, I agree. So I agree. That a tiny f- bit. You have to make an active choice to do this. You, you can't have to walk make around like a zombie in Hashem's world. You could, but it'll be a, it'll be a, all, a the, all, the, all the words we said before. That's a mitutah. Now, but, but I want to I wanna re-emphasize something, that this has nothing to do with what you have or don't have. Question, you know, things that were granted or not granted to you. Like he continues, he says, Even if you have everything, even if you have a family and your children are healthy, which is, we know, you're still missing the ikar. Even if you have all the riches of the world, you don't have. The friendship with the Creator is something that, that you still don't have. The real friendship. You know about these 
moments, like you were talking about, Shoshana, which is a place I could start with, but you're still not aware of living in a world of love. When Rev Weinberger was here, he gave me a safer. He, I was so touched, but, uh, but the safer itself, it's this new book they put out from Rav Cook. I think it's called Heichalot Shel Ahava, Chambers of Love. All, just Rav Cook's Torah strictly on love. Rav <coughs> yeah, Shlomo used to say about Rav Cook, he said, why was he the greatest in the world? Because no one, none of the tzaddikim ever just spoke about love for, 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 for love. And no one ever spoke about loving the world. Only Rav Cook really was the first one to really speak about this. That is an Indian to actually love the world. To love the world. He's saying over here, a person can live from Nitzatzot Shalava, but still not know that you can live your whole world in a world of love, your life in a world of love. Mamash chayim betoch olam shalava. Chayim she'en rega shel bdidut. Living a life where there's not even a moment of feeling boded, of feeling alone. I feel like we should have learned this two years ago when Corona started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tamid yesh shutaf, there's always a partner. Veshutaf amiti. Listen. With, even with your, with your friends, the, the most ideal friendship would be that the friend is such a soul, soul connected that I never, ever, ever feel alone in this world. Because I know I have them, but even those friendships have moments of, moments of being alone. And I'm told that also by spouses, this can happen. <laughs> right? But with the Ribono Shalom, the companionship, that's a... This is a different frame of, of friendship. This is a different frame of friendship. Like he said before, there's nothing you can't, you don't compare this to anything else in the world. You know, Daniela, I wish that this was in the curriculum of Aleph, Kita Aleph and Kita Bet. That's what I wish. Whoever believes these words and decides they want to live in this world of love, they, they acquire their whole life. And now the rest of this chapter is saying, okay, we just described the ultimate friendship, the ultimate relationship. The ultimate, it doesn't get more fill in the blank. And what I love about this Sefer is that now he answers the question of how. So, so how do you enter that type of chamber? But before we decide to enter this type of chamber, we're not going to continue with the text today. I think it's very important for us to understand, to admit that we're, very, we're still very skeptical about this kind of Lashon. At least I am. Really? Yeah? Yeah? I can believe it, and I can know it in moments, but there's still this sense of skeptic. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? You know, you think about Shem as a mother or a father, is that easier than imagining Shem as a, as a, as a best friend? Yeah, yeah. Because there's so much discipline involved. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly interpreting my experiences in life, especially the makot that I'm getting as discipline for my better long term. You know, all these things I have to implement in my parenting mind, but in my, uh, uh, I don't want a friend to discipline me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I should. I should be able to rebuke you and help you grow. That's 
But it wouldn't. But I wouldn't experience it like a parent disciplines or rebukes. I know. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's much safer. It's a right? different. It's a yeah. But even the word rebuke, right? I I know what it, I, I mean. I understand what you're saying. A real friend can point out to you in a, in a way that they know how, like. Basically, a real friend, Rabbi Shlomo said to someone that says to you, you know how good you are in this? Do you know how amazing you are in this? this I can't believe how good, in there, not so much, but there, like they focus on all the good, they'll schlep you for a second to the place you need to take them, and then they'll, they'll come back to you. So therefore, with, when it comes to, on a parenting <coughs> level, it's easier for me to relate to God like that, because on a friendship level, maybe, maybe because people, I don't know, maybe, maybe, because the type of godly friendships, like how, how often do we really have them? We're trying. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to have it, but it's such a sheifa, it's such an aspiration. But there's also the big moments of, of parenting, of like this, at this moment, Hashem's my friend, at this moment, Hashem's a parent. It doesn't have to be, and I'm sure you've experienced moments with your girls and hopefully your son when he gets older, maybe even now, that you do like, wow, my girl is my friend too. And they, and they, and they feel that also. And your child feels that too. It's not, it's not the way it has, it's not the way it should be. Because God didn't create you as their friend, but there's the element of it that you could, you could relate to. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the parent relationship comes from a place of more Europe, whereas the friend is only Chava. So, can you say that that's correct? So you're, you feel like Could you're, be. you're missing the concept. You're like, how can I have such a close relationship and take your view from only love and not with the Yura aspect? It could be. You know what's funny is that this chapter is so long. The chapter right before this is Yiratashem. It's one page. <laughs> 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 literally, no, literally. It's, I'm, like, I'm looking at it. And then so yeah, yeah. I th- because I think this is you know why. Because I think this is what's needed right now in this door. Like this is what needs to be focused now in this door. People talk. I'm going to say one last thing. This is an obvious thing. People talk all the time about the problem with Efrat youth, I, uh, all day long, all day long. People talk to me about this all the time. Anyone that comes that thinks about moving here, or even people that are here, the Efrat youth, the Efrat youth. It's like, there's youth in the world, then there's the Efrat youth. It's its own category of youth. And they've never heard of Bet Shemesh, Beitar, no. Tel Aviv, and none Because well, everything's perfect. It's, it's only here that there's the issues, right? <laughs> Mamash. It's such a, right, right, the Efrat youth. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've been to Bodine, I've been to Beit Shemesh, I've been to Renata. It's the same youth. Let me let me go back to what I was starting. Okay, let, let me let me just go back and let me let me just let me a million percent a million percent. If no, but I'm saying from the outside, there's this term, there's this like what happens here. It's like oh my god, it was it started with such great visions, and then look what happened to the youth, and 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 it's so it's such chitzon youth, right? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking like this, is that it is true, let's call it what it is, and it is happening everywhere, but it is true that a massive percentage of the youth that grew up in Efrat is not interested in Talmud Torah. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. I've been living here for 20 years. 
It's a fact. It's not like my opinion. It's a, it's a straight out fact. It's different now because we have all these other neighborhoods now, newer neighborhoods, younger children, but we're talking about what's happened for so many years. Now that's also true in many other areas as well. I'm just speaking about the Makom we live in, right? I believe strong, <coughs> strongly the temptations of the world are strong everywhere. The temptations to drive you away from being uh, committed to a halachic world are strong everywhere. That, that's true everywhere. You can only think about, like, you know, you start where you live. Halachically, when it comes to tzedakahs and stuff like that, we all know that the, the, the poverty that exists within your own, you know, your own Dalet Ahmot comes before anything else. So, and spiritually speaking, I believe strongly, and I may be naive, that if, if those that were giving over Dvar Hashem, the Word of God, here, and everywhere, and now, and then, and in the future, was somehow with this language, in a way, like the Rebbe said, in a language that can be heard and digested. I don't know, the youth of Efrat, they're the most precious youth I ever met. They wanted so much more than what was given to them. But if it's wrapped up in a language like this, when it talks about Avat Hashem, and it's a very, this is like, this is the ultimate chinuch. I don't believe we'll have these terms of uh, the youth of Efrat and it's also the youth of Bad Ain and the youth of Nevei Daniel and all these places in the world because they want, everyone wants a Kesher. Everyone wants to feel close. Everyone wants to feel safe. But if you give over the word of God to youth and kids don't feel safe under the word of God, then, 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 then you lost it. And there's so much more to say about this. There's so much more to say about this. The achrayot we have is that the youth of Efrat is saying it's still happening as a, as a problem, right? As a problem. It's still happening all the time. And there's such a tremendous avodah that's like mamash on our plate right now, where it's literally like saying to us, okay, Hashem, Hashem is saying to you, but, so how are you choosing now to give over to the youth of Efrat or whoever, whatever else you want to coin it? The, the, the wrapping of love, the, what he's discussing over here. So first, you have to know how to enter that chain. You have to be able to, you have to learn things like this and be able to answer to yourself, how do I enter a relationship with God as this friendly companion before I dare try to give over to anybody else what I think they should or shouldn't be doing in terms of a godly relationship? So we're, this is stuff we speak about all the time. It's, there's no chidushim here. But instead of looking at it as like, oh my God, we have this problem, we have this problem, I want to say like our era, our door, our shul is, wow, what a sfut we have, what an opportunity we have, what a privilege we have. What a privilege we have instead of being so frightened by what may happen or what is happening, saying, well, thank God I live in an era, in a world with like-minded people that are willing to take the concept of God and make him so much bigger than the cage that he's been put into for so many years. And this is the light of the time that we're living in right now. So Bezrat Hashem will continue next Sunday with from where we're up to now, and I hope to have the proper printouts for everyone by then. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you so much.